episode eight. Episode eight. Episode eight. Episode eight. What the hell is going on, y'all? Welcome back to the Sound for Yours podcast. I'm your host, Phil Beaver. Very excited for this episode. Oh, man. We're in a good mood today, y'all. I'm ready to go. I'm geared up. I'm fired the hell up. Hey, I'm fired the hell up. Um, Having a good day. Having a pretty good day. You know, it's uh 1 o'clock, 1 p.m. This was supposed to come out today at 9 a.m. But you know what? You know what, to be honest with you? To be real, to be, to be quite frank. To be quite Fred, Frank, and Johnny, and Jimbo with you. I don't give a damn. I'm classy. I'm very classy in my own way. No, you know, these things happen. But you're still getting episodes. And you know, what does it matter? You know, there's 10 of you listening. And I love that. And you know what? To you 10 out there. Hell yeah. Thank you. I very much appreciate it. So. That's how we're living today, y'all. We're going for it. We don't care. We're not taking any shit. We are making our own beaten fucking path. All right. (laughs) I feel like one of those motivational guys that just says a bunch of vague shit. And you're like, I think he's saying something that like means something. Right. But you never really know, you know, because you'll never know. (laughs) You'll never get to know. I did have uh, we'll jump into it. You know, I had I had a pretty sad. It was it was a, it was like a somber moment today in my apartment. There was it was a somber time. I woke up and I guess I slept super hard. Um, but I tore my sheets in the middle of the night. Just a, a straight rip, like almost like two rips, basically down the middle. I mean, like, I don't know if I've ever slept that hard that I've literally torn sheets. I didn't think I even slept that hard. I feel like I've woken up before and been like, damn, I slept hard last night. And I like that. Waking up this morning was not that. It wasn't like it would mean kind of, you know, when sense where you're like, damn, I slept like I was tired. But like I didn't think I was that tired or like that stressed. I guess that's more of like a stress dream kind of thing where like you're fucking ripping sheets. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so very interesting time this morning. I, I it was a Marie Kondo moment where I was just like, I could keep these, right? And try. No, I really couldn't. There was like nothing I could do. I, I, you know what it was is I was like, I hope I can still keep these sheets. And after the my my Marie Kondo moment, did it bring me happiness? Did it bring me satisfaction? Okay, now I'm done with this kind of thing. It was weird. I there's sheets that I've had since I moved to New York. I think I'm pretty sure I've had them the entire time I've been in New York, um, which has been about seven years. And a lot of fucking shit has happened in seven years. Uh, so I think it was one of those moments of like, maybe like a sign or you could take it as an omen if you wanted to. You know what I mean? Of like, the old is like officially gone kind of thing. It made me start thinking about like saying goodbye to things. And like when you when you say goodbye and when you have said goodbye. Um, whether it's bed sheets or clothing, or people, or a job, or a dream, 
something like that. Um, there's definitely different moments with goodbyes where you, you have said goodbye, you're saying goodbye to them or the thing or whatever, where you're outwardly saying goodbye, you know, um, whether it's a see you later, see you never, whether it's an I hate you or I love you or whatever it is, the reason that you're saying goodbye. There's a time when you're saying it and then there's a time when you've officially in your heart and in your mind and in your actions, in the way you, you think, in the way you look at the world again, where you have officially said goodbye to things. I feel like that's happened a lot for me recently. And I think that that moment is subconscious and it makes you like realize it because that part of your brain. So like when you've said goodbye to something, it's still obviously in your mind for a while, unless you're just one of those people that can just really cut things off right when it's done, um, which if you can, I feel like that's a curse and a blessing at the same time. Um, but there's a moment where after you've said goodbye to something, because you, you keep thinking about it for a while, right? Something will happen. Something will remind you, a smell, uh, something you see, something you taste, something you hear will trigger those memories to hit you back. Because you've got, you know, you've got an association to this person or thing or job, dream, like I said, piece of clothing, a, a, a song, you know, um, and it's almost always people, though, that this happens with, I think. Um, or like a something that you were pursuing, you know, that like you had to stop for whatever reason. And there's like there will be something that happens and part of your brain will think, oh, that used to make me think of this. I don't think about that as like my first response anymore. I don't think about that person anymore. Uh, and that's a weird feeling for sure. I think that's weird for everyone. Because it's, and you know you've really said goodbye, said goodbye to yourself. Like, like your brain has said, okay, we had to distance ourselves and we had to leave that situation. And now, I guess, I guess it's like a healing kind of thing, right? Now it's like you're healing. This does not occupy space in your mind when you're when you don't want it to anymore. Um, and that happens without you knowing it. And I think that's when you know that you've officially said goodbye is is when it happens and you didn't know it. And you have that moment where you're like, all right, like I'm really moving past this stuff. And it's. It's a feeling. And I know that that's very vague. <laughs> and it doesn't really describe anything correct. I, I don't know. It's 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 not good or bad. It's just an acknowledgement. You know, it's almost like, you know, you've got a hypothesis for a science experiment. And you've got an intended and a preferred outcome. And, you know, let's say that you're doing this experiment you don't know how it's going to go. You want it to go a certain way. And it doesn't go a certain way. Right? You're sad. You're you're kind of pissed. You're like, damn, I was hoping that it would be this. But with science experience, you got to keep going. 
right? You don't stop at the first reaction. You don't stop at the second. You stop at the hundredth. You stop at the two hundredth. You stop at the thousandth reaction. And then you look back on everything. And it's after those hundreds or thousands of reactions and outcomes. That's like that moment kind of thing where you can now look back and see everything for what it is for a more realistic way to look at it and know what the percentages and the ratios and, and the statistics of things are in the analysis. You can really analyze things. That's that goodbye moment. And I think that's the moment when you can allow yourself to really go back and let those memories envelop you because now you can look at it, not from an outside perspective, but from a more reasonable, less emotionally volatile place. And that's, that is, I feel like the more efficient part of healing where you really can make progress and not just look at the other thing that you were with or doing or um, living inside of, I guess. And you can, and you can, not just analyze the th- the external parts, but you can analyze yourself and the internal parts and what lets you maybe allow things to happen when they shouldn't have. Or you made excuses for stuff that you were like, well, you know what? Growing pains, I guess. When it maybe wasn't. Um, or... Or you see things that were good and were beneficial for you that felt bad at the time or felt contradictory to what you assumed things were or were hoping things were. And that's where you can not critique yourself, but you can finally um, learn from yourself. And learn from, okay, I did these things. This is where I was either immature or I was wrong or I was stubborn or I was too too persevering, trying to create an intended outcome, you know? Because that happens. No matter what, you can say you're as unbiased or like, you know, you're, you're open-minded. You just go with the flow. You don't. You still have intentions. You have ulterior motives. You have wants and you have needs. And that's human you should have those things you should have things that you want out of a job or a dream or clothing or a person and a relationship you should have things that you want and you need to say those things you got to say those things because unsaid words no matter what build resentment with anything Friendships, relationships, like intimate relationships, parental and child relationships, um, spousal, business, <clears throat> strangers on the street, you know? One sec. Your boy's throat was getting dry. Need to moisten up my throat a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but yeah, that, that was the thing it really made me think about. And, and it's crazy that like sheets made me think about that. My bed sheets that I tore in during the night made me think about all of this. 
especially when like if it's in the situation of like a you know that that goodbye moment going back to it that goodbye moment i think is especially poignant in human relationships of all kinds um because that shit will remind anything will remind you of that i mean my like i said sheets today reminded me of like people in my life who i've said had to say goodbye to recently and like it's the weird it's the weirdest thing man the way your brain it's not playing tricks on you right it it's telling you that there are things that are maybe broken or hurt or bleeding and you have to take care of them you can't keep running from stuff cuz your brain will fucking tell you when things are your body will tell you when things are wrong your everything will tell you you have to be open to listening this goes back to a couple episodes I talked about. It. I, I said, if you know that there is a problem, right? And you know that something has to be done to fix it. And you know that there you can fix it. You have the viability to fix it. Or you know how to and you don't. You kind of like it. <laughs> or you're stubborn enough that you're like, I'm not in the wrong on this, or I, you know, I'm not hurt by this. I'm not. I should. I think a big thing that we tell ourselves a lot is, I shouldn't be hurt by this. I shouldn't be bothered. I shouldn't. I shouldn't. I should. I shouldn't. Doesn't matter what should and shouldn't is. What matters is what's actually happening. You know? And and sometimes your brain is playing tricks on you, 100%. Anxiety and depression do that. There's other mental illnesses that your brain is telling you things. And that's obviously a different case. You know, that's knowing yourself. and But it doesn't take away from the fact that you are feeling something. So you got to listen to yourself, bro. Bro. Come on, bro. Yeah. Um... I do want to talk about this next subject because I'm, um, you know, it's something that I'm just going to, fuck it. I'll just talk about it. Um, I think that uh, there's a lot of talk right now about um, trans people playing in sports uh, on on every level, on, you know, kid level uh, like amateur type of uh, teams and programs in high schools and in junior highs and then there's college athletes there's uh, pro athletes and I think that if you are not an owner of a team a player in the league or in the sport or you are, and an, I mean an active player, not an older player, an active player, um, and an active coach or owner of a team. Uh, especially coaches, though. Owners, maybe not as much, but owners especially. Uh, or you are like a historian or like an expert in the sense of like analytics and like just like the game itself. Not even, I wouldn't even say historian necessarily, but... I think if you are not a player, coach, or someone who is like your life is 
this and like your career is this, I think you don't really get an opinion on this. Or or I should say also if you are a trans athlete or a trans person in this, you also get an opinion, obviously. But like outside of that, if you're not playing, it doesn't really affect you. Just because you like a team does not mean you either know best or even get to express your opinion in a way that is meaningful about trans people and trans athletes playing in the in the uh, 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 league that they identify with. Because guess what? You're not playing in it. And you make no money off of it. It's not your livelihood. It's not your fucking sport or your platform to talk about. Or it's not your your rights that are being talked about. If your rights are being talked about, and and know your right as an audience member and a fan does not matter. I don't care. No one on the team gives a fuck about your opinion. If they did, you'd be playing or you'd be on the field with them. <laughs> or you'd have a job in it. No one gives a fuck what you think about trans athletes playing in the league or, or the or the platform that they identify with. Who gives a fuck what you think? You don't know anything. Well, you know, I think, no. Automatically, no. Because I don't care what you have to say. I don't know shit about cars. If they started a new controversial thing where they were like, no, I mean, this is actually a bad way to put it because I'm thinking about human rights here. So let me make an anecdote that actually has the caliber of human rights, right? Um... Okay, I actually have a perfect one. For Boy Scouts, there was a point where uh, girls wanted to, girls and non-binary people and trans-masculine kids want to be in Boy Scouts. They don't want it to be just men. They want to actually go camping and like get the merit badge and all this stuff. Because if you don't know, Girl Scouts sucks. It sucks. They don't actually, they learn like organization and like secretarial fucking like like management stuff, which is awesome. Like it teaches you, you can help learn project management and like time management and self-management, stuff like that. And like, there are good aspects to that. But if you just, if a girl just wants to fucking go camping all the time and do venture scouts and do these merit badges that teach you cool stuff and like teach you, you know, different ways to look at the world and like look at situations and stuff, they can't really, because that's not how Girl Scouts were designed. That's how Boy Scouts was designed. And if they want to do that, Cool, man. What do you fucking care? As an Eagle Scout, I think that that's awesome. I would love to just call it Scouts. I don't care. Because you're teaching social skills already. Now, do I think that I learned how to interact with men very well from Boy Scouts? Yes. But it didn't help me outside of that, outside of talking to dudes. Like public school and having a sister and having her, you know, talking to her friends and being raised by a lot of women in my life taught me how to interact with women and not just women, how to interact with just people in general. And like, I think that's an extremely important skill, especially in the digital age and the age of virtual meetings and stuff like that, that we have now. A lot of these kids were raised during COVID. They need, they have to intermingle with each other. And also this is that's just the Boy Scout thing. Going back to the trans athlete thing. I 
Neil deGrasse Tyson and Ben Shapiro recently, not maybe not super recently, but they sat down a while ago with each other and were talking about trans rights and stuff like that. And one of the things that Neil deGrasse Tyson brought up that I that I fucking loved that he said was, hey, I, I love science and science is discovery. So I love discovery. I don't know for a fact whether or not the like, you know, trans movement is not he wasn't saying like legitimate, but he was like, I don't know how scientifically based it is. But what I do know for a fact is that there are people who feel as though they were born in the wrong body, who who feel vigorously, viciously that they that this is real for them. That's what I know for a fact. And that is more interesting than just saying, no, you don't, is it is exploring that because it's a new part of humanity that we don't know. This has we've never had a trans movement in the way that we are having now. And I think it is fucking awesome. We are pushing. I am always one for progress. I am always one for pushing the fucking boundaries. And if people feel this way and categorically and historically have been feeling this way for hundreds and thousands of years, you can see evidence of not necessarily hermaphrodism, but like transsexuality within communities. Because you're talking about, uh, what was it called? What are they called? Like two soul, something like that. Um, in Native culture, Native American culture, that's like a thing. That was, and they were actually regarded as being more spiritually intelligent. Uh, damn, I wish I could remember what it's called. It's like two soul or something like that. But it was a really cool name where it's like basically being like you can understand the feelings of masculinity and femininity at the same time. And it's a very interesting thing. Um, sports are games, guys. They're fucking games. <laughs> like, yeah, people get paid millions of dollars and you don't though. Unless you're an athlete doing it, that money never touches you. Yeah, you can bet on sports. By the way, most of these things are probably fucking rigged at this point because they need to make money. They need to pass around wealth and fortune in different ways. And a lot of, you know, you look at the fucking outcomes of certain games and you're like, that does not make any sense how that happened. And and yeah, maybe it's all up to chance. I don't fucking know. I don't care. They're fucking games at the end of the day. They mean nothing. Literally means nothing. Now, within the politics of those and the way that they sit within society, are there important things that happen like representation for dif different ethnicities and different nationalities that happen? Yeah. One of those like ja Jackie Robinson. That's a huge thing that happened. That was a societal thing that happened within baseball, right? That was a change. That was a mark of change in history with Jackie Robinson becoming who he became within baseball. That is huge. The fucking scores did not matter. And who like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, that's huge. Let's push things. Let's 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 change things from what they are. Because eventually traditionalism gets boring as fuck. And traditions are boring as fuck. And I will hold that opinion till the day I die. Cultural traditions are one thing. Like a, a certain... But even then, push it. Push it. See how far it can go. See how far you can take this within, your own, within the culture. You know, like, let's push it. Let's have trans athletes play. Also, like, they identify as this. What the fuck? 
And people are like, well, what about chemical imbalances? There's chemical imbalances within everyone. Everyone is made up chemically different. So, like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, I'm even of, like, the opinion sometimes that, like, I'm cool with steroids, to be honest with you. I don't give a fuck. Let them play. They get millions of dollars. If they're destroying their bodies, they're destroying their bodies. What do you care? You are not this athlete's mother. It does not matter to you what they fucking do with their body. Well, I just want the game to be fair. You don't even play the game on a professional level. You play it sometimes with your friends on a field that's like five minutes from your house. Cool. What they do with the million dollar players out there and the stars does not pertain to your fucking dumb opinion, man. Shut up. I'm so, this is such a tired argument. This stuff, let let people play the fucking game, man. Who cares? Any game, any competition, who gives a fuck? The Olympics are just another way for people to make money and to oppress poor people and build these giant-ass stadiums when they can't even take care of people who are actually in need in their own countries. It happens every single Olympics. Who gives a fuck? Let people play the sport. They're very, if they're, they're very good at it or they could be very good at it. We don't know because you're not letting them get the chance. And also, with the kids stuff, they're fucking kids, man. They're fucking kids. And if a trans athlete comes on and beats your kid at this, well, then your kid wasn't that fucking good to begin with, man. But women, men and women are biologically different. Shut up. It's a game. It doesn't pertain to real life. It does not matter, man. That shit does not fucking matter. Well, I don't want to see it. That's the fucking, there's the problem is that you don't want to see trans people enjoy themselves in life. There rests the real issue. You don't care about the game. You don't care about the integrity of biological differences between men. You don't care, man. You just think it's gross and you're a piece of shit. All right. That that's the end of the conversation. And that's I mean, because I, I have not seen anyone when you reduce down an argument and you reduce it down and you keep going and you really take it to the meeting, every fucking time someone who genuinely has a problem with trans athletes participating and it doesn't just want to have like a debate about whatever and just argue for the sake of arguing, that's what it always comes down to is that you think it's gross. Get the fuck over yourself. Get the fuck over yourself. These people exist and they're going to keep existing and oppressing them does not help anything fucking bullshit ass puritan society shit dude shut up with this shit well the sanctity sanctity of my dick in your mouth bro shut up (laughs) sanctity of these nuts going halfway down your gullet All of this to say, honestly, all of this is to say, and to argue one point, let me take my water real quick so I can make it more emphatic. All of this to say, soccer is a stupid fucking sport. (laughs) I could not give a fuck about that game, man. I want to. I genuinely, everyone around the world plays fucking soccer. I don't give a shit about that sport. And I used to a lot. 
I used to go and watch the Houston Dynamo with my dad like every fucking week or like every other week we used to go to the game. Season holder, season ticket pass. I used to play it as a kid. I played it up to high school basically. I don't know if it's the fan base. I don't know if it's the way that people come in their fucking pants every time the World Cup starts even though 60% of the people watching don't give a shit about it year round. They just love nationalism, which is like, whatever, like feeling proud of like your community. I get that. That's cool. Um, but bro, no one gives a fuck. <laughs> it's a real American opinion. And that's fine with me, honestly, because it just like, it's so who cares? I also feel that way about a lot of sports, though. Unless you've got, like, all-stars playing and I'm just looking at, like, the feat of human strength and, like, human athleticism. Outside of that, okay, you guys are playing a game. I don't care about a game unless I'm playing in it. Like, I'll play any sport. I love to hang out and, like, do exercise and, like, sports stuff. I love to actually play. But to watch, man, to, like, spend thousands of dollars a year going to these games constantly and like making it your identity, man. It's kind of fucking sad. It's kind of sad at this point. I get, I, I don't get it. I, I actually, I get it. If you have a family member or a close friend who's playing on the team um, and you just want to go out to support them. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. Go support them. But to not even know any of them personally and like, what? I don't know. I guess I'm being just a dickhead and just like let people enjoy things. I just like any sport where you are taking it so seriously that when the team loses or does really well, it affects you like physically affects you and like makes you break stuff or like out of joy or hatred. I don't know either one. Like you look at Philadelphia, they'll destroy the city no matter what happens. As long as they're in the championship, lose or win, they're they're destroying the fucking city. Um, no matter what sport too, the Phillies, or the fucking uh, Eagles. Go Birds. But, yeah, I don't give a fuck about soccer, man. I'm sorry. Sorry, Dad. My dad loves soccer. I I just don't care. I, I would love to go out to his because he does, like, refereeing sometimes, which is, like, awesome. I fucking love that he goes out and referees because he loves that sport. He just loves sports in general. Um, but I would go out to watch him. But I wouldn't go out just to watch the game for the sake of the game. I couldn't give a fuck man i don't know maybe that's just me no i know it's just not just me but like whatever um but yeah oh just real quick too i think it's very interesting um there's a there's a couple things going on right now that are very very interesting to watch in terms of cyclical history uh in the way everyone knows you know history repeats itself always uh, and right now we're seeing a couple of things that I think are very interesting that they're all kind of coming up at a pinnacle right now that have happened before in American culture and also global culture. One of them is the whole like unionizing mass unionizing across different industries and platforms and mediums. And like, I think it's very, very interesting. We're going back to that because I also think we're back in a time of like the Rockefellers and like the Vanderbilts and the beginning, not beginning of the Rothschilds, but like, you know, post-industrial revolution when um or like post-civil war too like but post labor movement of like post-civil war of like reconstruction era and also the 1910s to the 1920s union movements um very interesting that we're seeing this happen again 
and uh, and like a lot of them are winning. A lot of these unions are really like putting a fucking number on these corporations. It's awesome to watch. And like trust breaking is one of my favorite things to talk about because, you know, if we're really going to do capitalism, trusts don't work. You should not be able to buy out your competition like that. Joint ventureships are different. But to just, you know, buy a company and then completely like, you know, hollow it out so that you don't have competition anymore. I don't like that. I don't like that shit. That's not cool to me. Yeah, but if they can, why would they? I don't care, man. Fuck that. You're creating monopolies and that shit's bullshit. Because that that's not fair competition. That's not true capitalism. You're creating feudal systems where then there's kings and lords of land and industry. That's bullshit, dude. I'm not a surf. You can surf this dick straight to the back of your throat, bro. Fuck that. <laughs> Another thing that's happening right now is like in the Ukraine war, uh, I've seen quite a few articles now talking about how the U.S., you know, Russia is like losing Burkmut or, or like Burmkut, something like that. Uh, which is like a, a a territory within Ukraine that the Russians are actually like losing it right now because of the support that the Ukraine has been getting. Um, and I've seen a few things that like Russia's losing, but the Americans are continuing to send stuff and like Poland is sending stuff and uh, Georgia is sending stuff. There's a lot of countries that are sending things to Ukraine to fight back this puppet war, which is kind of what it is. Like Ukraine is being used how Poland was used for, from Germany versus Russia. I mean, like, you know, the, the U.S. has been trying to get their claws on, uh, you know, into to sink their claws and teeth into Russia's flesh and heart uh, for since the 40s, you know, since Stalin and uh, Eisenhower had that basically that stare down at the Yalta conference when they were just like, I'm going to fuck you up after this, by the way. Uh, they both each other <laughs> just imagine like being in that room and looking at him and giving him the just the face of like yeah you're next bro you next buddy get ready like you're on deck I hope I hope you're ready for these fucking hands as soon as this Nazi motherfucker gets put six feet under six feet under you are fucking next I got a tombstone with Stalin written all over it for it dickhead <laughs> but uh but yeah so you know, we've been trying to get at Russia for forever, almost a hundred fucking years. You know, we're 80 years out from that or we're, yeah, we're 80 years out from the forties. So almost a hundred years we've been trying to get into them. And then finally they fuck with Ukraine because Putin is so dumb and the Kremlin is so fucking stupid that he genuinely believes he's like the creed. He's, he is, uh, uh, like the reincarnation of Ivan, the terrible and Peter, the great at the same time. And it's just like, bro, go fuck yourself. Um, but he, you know, got cocky and he started attacking Ukraine a year ago at this point. Like this is almost a full year ago. We that now Ukraine has been occupied by Russian forces and is like getting missile strikes after missile strikes after missile after genociding a village and like raping and killing and, and looting and whatever. Um, and I mean, obviously the U S that's why the U S is just like flooding them with, with weaponry and artillery and shit like that. And like, because, you know, they finally have a chance to kill Russian soldiers and to start really putting, to start bleeding out Russia. We've been waiting for this chance. And China has been waiting for someone to fuck with the U.S. and keep us busy so that they can fuck with Taiwan. But, I mean, China's next. We're looking at Xi Jinping being like, hey, dickhead, you're about to get a Stalin tombstone too, bro. I'm looking at you. 
We're looking at you. So apparently Germany did some some nice little um, diploma, diplomacy with China where China was going to send Russia weapons. Um, but uh, apparently Germany talked them out of it. Nein, don't do that. That would be so uncool, China. That would be super fucking uncool. Very uncool. Don't do that. Um, that was my German impression. Sorry, shouts out to the Franks. Um, Franken. Frankenfurt. <laughs> Frankfurt. Hot dog. Um, but, sorry. To continue this, um, if Ukraine is going on the offense, they are at the perfect time to do it because in history what constantly happens is things like stalingrad and napoleon chasing russia you know going on the offensive with russia right as the winter starts and we're just now getting out of the winter so i think it's a very interesting time for ukraine to strike bro because it's going to be hot it's going to be warm they're going to actually like get shit done i think it's going to be very very interesting to watch how this goes because it is avoiding the problem that major powers always have when they fight Russia, which is you're on their turf in unknown territory during Russian winters. And you couldn't pick a worse time to fuck with Ruskies, bro. You couldn't pick a worse fucking time. It's like they get extra charge. It's crazy how historically Russians fight in the winter when they're on Russian soil. It, it is Vietnam level expertise of the land and the climate, I mean, it's fucking nuts. Um, now, granted, no one has ever, you know, blasted Russian soil with Agent Orange before like we did to Vietnam. So who knows? Maybe they'll really fuck them up. I don't know. But it's very, I'm interested to see how the Ukrainian offensive front goes um, during a Russian summer. Maybe the, the summer of 2023 will be known as the Russian summer. Who knows? I don't know. But, uh, okay, I'm going to call it here. This was a really good episode. I'm very happy with this one. Um, poop, poop, peep, pee. Poop, poop, pee, pee. Uh, yep, that's it. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you have anything that you would like me to talk about or, like, uh, you want me to say anything, just, you know, hit me up. Mophead Records, M-O-P-H-E-A-D Records on Instagram. You can DM me or do whatever. Um, also, phil at bay1entertainment.com. Send me any kind of compliments insults new suggestions for subjects anything like that or, or pictures if you want to send me titty pics go for it dude i don't give a fuck send me whatever man um cool well i hope you enjoyed this episode I hope you got some work done while you were listening if you didn't well then i hope you enjoyed what i talked about but uh i will be seeing you guys on the next one bye